another thing I felt watching this match was I was just like, look at these two guys. Why would anyone want to just wrestle in like black trunks? Like, <laughs> look at these guys. They look so cool. No offense to like <laughs> many, many little beanpole submission specialists. <laughs> Friend of the show, Hot Sauce. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> wasn't going to say it. It makes sense for the gimmick. I love him. But I'm just like, you can be anything. Like, why Why not wear like a crazy costume? Look how cool these dudes look. Can you imagine if like tomorrow he showed up in like his little hot sauce gear but with his little arm thing, but also with like... <laughs> The horns. The horns. <laughs> what if he wore those Madison I mean, Square like, Garden? I get it. It's not it's not everybody's thing. Like it's not it doesn't have to be, but I'm just like I it's just like if I were a wrestler, I would be like so bummed if it was decided that I had to wear like basic stuff. Like <laughs> these two fucking cartoon characters are wrestling and doing flips and falling on their heads and it's awesome. Like why would you It's like when a drag queen names himself a normal name. You know, it's oh, like, I hate that. Yeah. Like, why are you Jessica Michaels? Like, you can be anything. Oh, it's like that drag queen who was on Drag Race mostly because she had Britney Spears's face. Derek Barry. Yeah. I think that was her real name. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like you wouldn't be like, I'm going to choose a I'm going to be a woman named Derek because I don't think that's like typically a female name. But Bo Derek. That's a last, that's a last name. name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I am. I. Hot sauce, your gimmick is great. We it's love fine. You. It's come fine. back anytime. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, introduce the wonderful world of professional wrestling to my friend Rachel Millman. Hi. How are you? I'm good. My cat just left my lap. Yeah, Meryl is is peeping today. She's peeping hard. She's she's being very chatty, even though she was just fed. She just really wants to get on mic. So uh, if you hear some jingling bells or some peeping, it's uh, it's Meryl. I should take the bell off probably because she's in, an indoor cat, but I feel like the bell gives her accountability, and this animal has no accountability. <laughs> it's also like very cute to have like a little tinkly bell. <laughs> Um, especially on such a small cat to see her like jingling around when I was in India um, there was so in India women wear a lot of jewelry and it's basically like when we were there we were asked to dress like we were Indian like yeah. we were we were asked to wear like sawar kameez and saris and stuff like that and part of the Indian woman outfit is a lot of jewelry so you had to wear bangles um, anklets necklace like every day and so I bought these anklets, these like sterling silver anklets with a little bell on them. Yeah. And I loved it so much because like as someone who has been overweight my whole life, the sound I associate with myself walking is not like a delicate tinkling of a bell. And <laughs> thonk, so, thonk, thonk, yeah. yes. So it was like so nice to just be like, oh, I'm so dainty. Like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, see, like <laughs> I wasn't sure which way this anecdote was going to go. So like. I would feel constantly like weird about like that there's a sound announcing me, but like the fact that you feel like delicate is wonderful. I liked it. Yeah. I, I, um, I still have them. I actually do wear them occasionally in the summer, but, uh, just cause I like the, like, first of all, they're just pretty, but like, yeah. I like the little bell sound. And they also remind you of like a trip that you went on. That exactly. You I used to, um, wear, I had a big Indian nose ring that I wore when I was there. Oh, did you? Um, like a big chunky gold one. Yeah. And cause I got my nose pierced while I was there. And I wore it for like two or three years after I came back. And then I was like, this is weird in this context. Like, this does not, <laughs> it just didn't suit my face. Like it, it wasn't, and I don't, I didn't dress in that style. So it was just like, why is this like random American girl just wearing a huge chunky Indian nose ring? It was like kind of a lot, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, I don't really have a segue. I was wondering <laughs> if there was going to be a segue oh, in there somehow. I figured it out. Okay. Um, speaking of somebody who wears a lot of accessories. Do you think that? I mean, I don't. It's kind of a onesie. Yeah. I, I guess it's like he just wears one his, thing and it's just a lot. His existence is kind of like accessorized immediately. He's He just has like an, a, a fashion statement going on. He's a statement necklace wrestling <laughs> yeah exactly for sure we're talking about jushin thunder liger yeah 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 i'm really excited about this um so yeah jushin liger he just recently announced that wrestle kingdom 2020 is going to be his last uh wrestling show no. 
after a very illustrious, very long, um, over 30 year career at this point. Longer than Suzuki's, right? Um, I think around the same. I, I think actually a little less because remember, Suzuki had his 30th anniversary and he wrestled Okada that's in the right, rain. That's right. So I guess like maybe a year of difference, but he is older than Suzuki, which is, um, as we're going to talk about, I think hard to remember when you're watching him because as we said, he is totally covered from head to toe in his amazing gear yeah that kicks ass so for some reason if you're listening to this and you don't know what he look looks like you're probably listening to it on your phone so you have the beautiful option of multitasking google him he's a literal anime character and i'm not saying this in you know a non and like the way that we all say literally but he's literally modeled after an anime character yeah he is from an anime like <laughs> He, so he is from an anime called Jushin Liger or Jushin Thunder Liger. And so Jushin apparently in this context means beast god. So if you uh, go on the New Japan website and click English, sometimes the the New Japan website will translate Jushin as beast god and he will be named beast god Liger. And I think that's very funny. Beast god Liger is like should be his heel character. <laughs> well, yeah, we actually... So he has... Um, Obviously, he's masked and everything. Yeah. He does have a character that he turns into when he takes off the mask, which he has only ever done in uh, three matches, as far as I know. And that's Kishin Thunder Liger. And he has like a white face and he's like extra scary. It's kind of like Finn Balor and the demon. Like Kishin yeah. Thunder Liger is like super scary. Kishin being all white is very scary. And like we've we, we've touched on this when we've talked about like Jay White in all white and stuff is actually yeah. like it's much more intimidating than like the goth grease, grease ball thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, Kishin Thunder Liger all in white, like a scary ghost. I love that. Yeah, he's like a scary demon. But um, Jushin Thunder Liger, who he has wrestled for in for 30 years, like same gimmick, same character, is directly taken from this anime and his theme song is the theme song from that anime. I love that. Just go direct. Pipeline. It's a fucking awesome song. It's, it's a good song. It's really good. And the we'll put the um, link to the uh, anime opening in, in the notes. It's pretty fucking sweet. And the, yeah, the character in... The anime is like a dude who transforms into a guy who is looks like Jushin Thunder Liger's ring gear, and it rules. Um, so apparently the reason they did this was because um, another character in New Japan, um, Tiger Mask, is also from an anime. Yes. And Tiger Mask had been introduced prior to Jushin Thunder Liger, and people really liked the character. And then obviously there's like Black Tiger, which um, Eddie Guerrero portrayed, and yes. Rocky Romero, and you know. So... This wasn't the first time they did this, but it's still like really crazy to think about, especially because I don't think anybody gives a shit anymore about the anime that he is based on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm kind of interested in watching it now. And it got me realizing that like, there's a running joke now, I would say within the, you know, universe of our show of that, like Kath and Rachel are eventually going to wrestle or become managers. But I think the real realistic eventuality for us and in doing this show is that we're go going to wind up watching anime with regularity <laughs> that, well so we did much less brain damage <laughs> we did for what a time to be alive we did a bonus episode where i made my co-host eli who's a big anime fan yes. watch wrestling and he made me watch anime and there it's very clear like why someone would have the idea that you should just take a dude from an anime and make him a wrestler. Oh, like, I mean like in the, in the, like the minimal anime I've watched, like wrestling is anime. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few very like striking similarities between those two mediums. Like, if you want to be very Westernized, like it's close to being like Marvel comic shit. And there's an argument to be made for it. Like, Especially with Liger, because it's like, imagine being, I don't know if Liger has children, but if he does, like, imagine being his kid and you sort of having to be a child that protects kayfabe. Mm. Like, if you have, like, you're Liger, you have kids, your kid makes friends, one of those kids is really into wrestling, and you have to protect kayfabe of this character. Yeah. And so you have to be a superhero, and I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, and there are a lot of masked wrestlers, but like, Lager is in a full, like, head-to-toe costume. Yeah. Like, they're... And we watched his debut match, or at least we watched highlights from his debut match. Um, and he his gear is a little bit different, but it's still a head-to-toe costume. And, like, 
none of him is showing. The thing that the main association that I had as someone who doesn't really watch anime, isn't super familiar um, with that aspect of Japanese culture, my uh, first thought was Power Rangers. Yes, it's well, it, it has the lines of a Power Rangers costume. Yeah. And, you know, it's clearly looks like he's about to mech into something. Yeah. And like Power Ranger is contemporaneous with this happening like power rangers is a so the parts of power rangers that were not american teenagers in a southern california town were just taken from a japanese show yeah yeah so like and it was a japanese show in the late 80s early 90s which is when this character is debuting so like i think there's of course it's similar design aspects and stuff yeah but yeah so we watched his debut and um if you have watched any lager matches I feel like he kind of was the same guy, like right from the beginning, like he is apart from having this crazy gimmick is pretty recognized as like one of the best, especially in the cruiserweight, uh, weight class to ever wrestle. Like he is, he has innovated so many moves that people use now, like shooting star presses him, Liger bomb. Like there are all these moves, the surfboard stretch, like he, he really made, light heavyweight wrestling what it is today like yeah. he's a huge part of that and you see even in that the highlight reel of his debut that we watched it's like fucking move after move after move like it is crazy i had to like pause and rewind several times because i was like i was convinced i was missing something yeah it's just non-stop and I, I get sort of worried sometimes when we do these big focuses on guys who are in very specifically like one style of wrestling or like they're really classic guys because it's like right am i gonna get is this Am I going to like not get everything and not understand everything because it's, you know, it's like a, such a specific style that I might not be picking up on all the intricacies of it, but he has all of them down. That didn't happen here. And I di- I went in with like a little bit of like concern of like, okay, am I going to like get slow on time because I have to rewind things? And I did, but that's just because it was really exciting. So it's so action packed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's like, Especially, so we watched a couple matches from sort of back in the day and then a recent one. And like, especially these ones from back in the day, he is so like, he he's incorporating all of this stuff. Like he's doing this like very technical mat work, but then he's also doing these like crazy high flying moves. And there's just like so much going on and it's so quick. And another thing I think is interesting watching these older matches is that he's always been kind of beefy and... Like, I started watching New Japan maybe, like, two or three years ago, and, you know, Liger now in New Japan is, like, he's very often in the opening matches with the Young Lions, he's older, I knew he was, like, this Japanese legend, I kind of thought maybe he'd just, like, thickened up in his old age, but, like, no, he's always been, like, pretty big for a high flyer. Yeah, he's, like, a really, like, he's probably like a john silver type build for like for what we know of like a slightly smaller guy right who's just like thick he's just like stocky like he's but he's substantial he's not like i i think like you know he's not like a will osprey or something he's not like a a gymnast body he's like a a big thick boy that does (laughs) fucking crazy flips and stuff and and rules crazy submissions too Yeah, yeah 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 It's really amazing. Like that surfboard stretch, it's that's the one where he um he folds the dude's legs back and like basically steps on the back of his calves and then grabs the guy's arms. Yeah, that one's not fun. It's like it's nuts. And like <laughs> not only is it nuts, but like he innovated that. Like he's the reason people do that, which is like very cool to me. Oh man. Um yeah, so we watched those um opening things uh his debut but then the first like full match we watched um was him and brian pillman right yeah and that's the other thing is so he has worked with new japan pro wrestling pretty much as his home promotion his entire career which is kind of amazing if you think about it yeah um he must be like very chill to work with you know yeah well it's probably also the he's probably just happy with like how he's been treated the whole time yeah he just must be like a, a laid back dude if he like never caused a stir and like went anywhere else or I don't know. He must have a good relationship with that company. Yeah. And I mean, it's also I think if he were to come up now, I don't think that would be the same. That's true. Yeah. That that might not work the same way. It because might... this was WCW we were watching, I believe. Right. So that's what I was going to say is New Japan Pro Wrestling has been his home promotion for most of his career. But he did do a stint in WCW, which was like a partner promotion yeah. for New Japan. And um, 
See, LB- I didn't know that till right now. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So he has the. They talk about the IWGP heavyweight belt and stuff like that. But a thing that's really crazy to think about is like early '90s wrestling. We talked about it on a recent episode uh, with Scotland Green, and we've talked about it before. It's kind of like a lot of big dudes. Yeah. And it's it's big bodybuilder looking guys who are on a lot of stuff. Yeah, who are super roided out and are doing like big power moves and stuff. And then this guy comes from Japan wearing this insane like crazy cartoon demon costume. Yeah, and especially if you're a kid in the western world, a Power Ranger. Power Ranger. A Power Ranger has come. And like I, I <laughs> Yeah, a I real was, Power Ranger. I was like f- like fussing internally and in, like what I wanted to say about this cuz it's like you don't want to be, you know, the show that like calls anything that's rooted in Japanese culture a Power Ranger, but like <laughs> <laughs> it's a literal power ranger pretty much yeah especially if you're a kid in the 90s yeah that what that's a thing is like it's literally from a specific anime there's like more cultural touchstones going on but for a wcw watcher under the age of 10 that is a power ranger <laughs> yard kids yeah. screaming at your yoked guys <laughs> translate that to an alien do it yeah <laughs> so yeah so he wrestles brian pillman on this wcw pay-per-view we watched and uh first of all brian pillman is so cute he's adorable he's adorable and his little mullet so he's so cute i had never watched him before i've seen his son perform a, a, a number of times yeah yeah he's an mlw so yeah see him sometimes and his, he looks uh shockingly like his they dad look very much alike and i also love his son's nutso pants yep because yep. the short and the long long great like great he has like the zack riders like one <laughs> one leg out <laughs> i also like another thing i just think about a lot when i think about brian pillman's son is one time he tweeted something that i feel like is just like a perfect summation of like kayfabe wrestling weirdness, which is uh, he said that one time a fan came up to him at like a meet and greet or something and said, are you the son of your dad? Just <laughs> 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 like, I feel like that just like explains like kayfabe and like the weirdness of wrestling so are much. You the son of your dad. <laughs> but yeah, like Brian Pullman is just, he's a great, like early 90s all-american baby face they talk about how he used to be a football player like he's got a bad haircut he's got a terrible blonde mullet (laughs) he's just adorable and you know he's flying brian like he's another high flyer and this this match is for uh the a title that apparently had newly been introduced and they had they were the only two people who had had it so far oh that's fun yeah and like that also again and this is like very context free so i might be wrong about this but um the fact that it's like a new junior heavyweight title i feel like shows that this is like an emerging uh like style of wrestling yeah you have like smaller dudes doing like a slightly different style than the big guys maybe not emerging worldwide but definitely emerging in the u.s yeah and just speaks to liger being like an innovator of that and again we see some it starts with some like really really good mat wrestling yeah um because they're both high flyers like liger's trying to fuck up brian pillman's leg uh and then it just goes into like crazy moonsaults to the floor and all kinds of nutso stuff so what i was especially because we did that episode with scotland recently and like how messy those early 90s were and like the new generation and stuff and how racist it was Mm -hmm. i was so relieved that that was not a factor that was in play in this match that we watched and i was really afraid that they were going to do some sort of like you know wacky guy thing or there was gonna be something awful that tumbled out of jim ross's mouth and it didn't happen yeah i think like the worst that it got was that there were usa chants but that's not like the level of racism that we have necessarily come to expect from that era i'm also gonna go ahead and say that a usa chant now is much it's different grimier yeah it 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 means something different like just in terms of like popular culture like as a signifier yeah and um, it's crazy that like in that that meat-headed 80s and 90s wrestling is somehow not as bad when it comes to chanting usa <laughs> in this specific context yeah and it also like the way that they're framing the match is uh, on commentary is basically that like even though they are chanting USA. Like JR even says this on commentary. He's like, people are chanting USA, but that's just because of their patriotism. They are, they 
understand that Jushin Liger is an amazing wrestler. Like he keeps saying like he has earned this crowd's respect. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, like it's, he's not a heel. Like there are definitely people cheering for him because the stuff he's doing is so amazing. And that kind of brings me to another point I wanted to talk about. Um, Like he is an incredibly athletically skilled, like, and he is such a creative wrestler in innovating all of these moves. Um, But he's really hindered in his performance by his gear. And I think that he is the fact that he is able to win fans over and to give this like emotional performance when he cannot convey any facial expressions is like really incredible to me because, you know, there are a lot of masked wrestlers and, and when you work under a mask, like that is something you have to think about. I've heard Sami Zayn talk about it and like Sami Zayn worked under a mask for his whole indie career. And, and, you know, people have, I've heard like Ray Mysterio talk about it. When you wear a mask, um, you, your sort of approach to the performance has to be a little bit different because your face is covered, but even most mass wrestlers can, their mouth is exposed. You can see their eyes. Like there's something behind the mask and Jushin Liger's entire face is covered. And so he is really like having to perform kind of with one hand tied behind his back because he has lost the ability to use this tool to get sympathy from the audience. Like, how do you sell when you can't make a face that says you're in pain? You know, like you're, you're almost a mime at that point, you know, it's kind of crazy. And he's really good at it. He's really, really, really good at it. And like, you know, I'm sure when he was, there's footage somewhere on someone's like VHS, like garage that we cannot access of like (laughs) him learning how to do that. But it just, it seems that it came so apparent and so early yeah, like I, it's just something I was thinking about it in in watching all of these is just how the level of difficulty that must come with that and and having to learn how to do all this stuff that everybody else does, but also learn this whole other skill that they don't necessarily have to. I think it makes like it makes a ton of sense for many, many different reasons why he trains young lions in New Japan now. Mm, yeah, but especially that he teaches going to teach them not to just like, Okay, Will Ospreay scream, but sure. <laughs> like to teach them how to do this, that this is a full physical performance. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, physic like performing with your body happens in almost every entertainment medium. Sure. I think about this the the person I think about a lot when I think about this in a broader concept and not just in a wrestling concept is Kristen Wig and the way that Kristen mm-hmm. Wig uses her body. Yeah. Kristen Wig is a naturally funny person, but Kristen Wig's physical ability to be funny is just above and beyond yeah most like a lot of like modern comedians like she's just you know i i think about this a lot because i think it is something that is not my strong suit as as a performer um i'm definitely like i'm definitely somebody who is drawn to stand up because i would write things down and i wanted people to hear me say them i'm not like someone i'm not a performance is really fun for me because I like attention and stuff, but I'm not like, (laughs) but I'm not like a a natural sort of performer in that way. Like I, I, and so like when I see comedians who are able to incorporate physicality into their act to enhance the jokes, like I'm, I, I, I like take notes. Like I'm really interested in people who are able to do that. And it's really hard to do that and ride a line and not have it be hokey or tacky. And like, Liger manages to ride that line because like you know you've you've def- we've probably we've definitely seen things where somebody is physically selling to like a cartoonish level sure like your Dolph Ziggler's yeah like, yeah yes but he doesn't do that no not at all um it's it's still like very naturalistic even though he's he's playing this cartoon character um but yeah I think to like the point of hokiness um I think that like a lot of people performers who rely more on um spoken word often think that incorporating that physicality into it is like cheap or cheating or something and it's like no this is a fucking show like give us a show that's what you're here to do yeah and the other thing that I found myself thinking about when I was you know doing the sort of analyze it around in my brain before Mm -hmm. we sat down to record is and I hate to reference this because it's you know what that movie is and like the cultural signifier of the guy Fox Max has become is again very, very different in our culture now. 
But when V for Vendetta first came out, people went crazy over Hugo Weaving's performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives that entire performance with a mask on. He gives that entire performance with a mask on. But he does have the advantage that Liger doesn't have that I was thinking about of like, it's not a one-to-one. Because he has lighting, you know, he has musical cues. He has the ability of his voice. But like, if it was a thing of like, oh, these are probably similar things of like, you were able to get something out of this. Yeah. Um, another thing I think about is Commedia dell'arte, like the old, um, Ooh, yeah. uh, sort of like, uh, it's basically like a genre of performance that like is kind of proto miming. And everybody was like a very broad archetype and masked, which is like broad archetypes, masks. Hey, that sounds a lot like a lot of wrestling. So huh. I was kind of thinking about that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, this match itself, I lost my mind at it. I yeah. like freaked out at a couple things. And I wasn't, again, you don't expect to. It's grainy. This is stuff from the 80s. And like, you know, the 80s, you always, I always think of it as like. 92, but yeah. Ni- okay, 92. But you know, everything is the same, same thing. After it was the seen. 80s until like 95. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how it was 1998 until 2004. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> but it's just, when you hit a certain level of grainy, everything is like, you know. Completely. Uh, but I've just kind of like, it doesn't actually looking back, if you're an adult watching this, it doesn't look super real. It doesn't feel realistic. It feels really cartoony. This doesn't feel like that. It looks a lot more like wrestling today than a lot of stuff from 92. Yeah. And like when they're when they have each other in some sort of a footlock and they start slapping each other after there's this huge yeah. spot where Brian is trying to keep his shoulders off the mat. Yep. And he's like you don't see his face selling. You only see his shoulders selling and that's exemplary. And that's, that's mirroring Liger. Yeah. Like, you know, he's selling with his shoulders. He's selling with his body. So is Liger. It's just, it's a different way of seeing it because he doesn't have a shirt on or a mask on. Right. And then they start slapping each other and it's so fucking good. I do. I do love that when, when it's, it's, yeah, it's two guys in a figure four and they just start hitting each other. (laughs) It's like, I think it's great. And there's so many ways that that go wrong so quickly. I love it. (laughs) So good. Um, But another thing, again, to mirror sort of modern wrestling is that like, you didn't really see two guys at the end of a match sort of like grab the other person's hand and put it up and say, cheer for this guy. That's a thing in the indies now that like you see people sort of criticize as happening too much of like an indie match always ends with the two guys hugging. Yeah. But... The fact that that happened, this happens here is an anomaly as far as I can understand it is that like he has she has so much respect for him as a fellow performer and he wants the audience to know that too. Yeah, I think it's also trying to establish that they're both good guys, even though they they're were both fighting. Baby, fa- baby faces. But like, you know, it just it's a great match. Um, I hope we can do a Brian, Brian Pillman episode in the future. Yeah, he like has we. some crazy, <laughs> some crazy storylines that I will not get into now because we it, we could talk about them for a whole hour. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, one more thing I wanted to say before we move on to the next thing was uh, there's a there's a really funny moment in this where um, Liger has uh, Pillman's foot. And uh, Pillman jumps up on the other leg and kicks Liger in the head with the leg that isn't trapped. <gasps> and uh, it's cool. It's like an exciting spot. But um, we would we would probably call that like an enziguri. Like people do that all the time. Um, and on commentary, I think it just shows like how far we have sort of come. <laughs> um, on commentary, they call it a martial arts kick. Which I thought was very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, they say it's a martial arts kick made famous by Antonio Inoki, which like. Yes, but also it's just like he's doing a judo. Yeah, like in in 1992, like martial arts was like one thing. Like there's only a single thing, and it was kicking a guy in the head. And I just thought that was very funny. That is insanely funny. So the next match we watched was um, Liger versus Great Sasuke, and I picked this for a few reasons. Um, number one, we already watched Liger versus Sasuke in another match for our Super J Cup 94 episode with Alex Navarro. Yeah, and it was awesome. It's like so fucking good it's like one of the best matches on that card which is like one of the best cards so it was really really good i wanted to see their follow-up this match happened um like three months after it was at a 
um, an event called, I think, Summer Struggle or like Summer Suffering or something. I like Summer Suffering because that sounds like a Lana Del Rey song. It does. So does Summer Struggle, but <laughs> that's the remix, the remix that she gets like a rapper on. Yeah, yeah, Summer yeah. Suffering and then Summer <laughs> Struggle. Um, but yeah, this match is fucking crazy. Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I also have to give a shout out to you for finding it because it was on a new streaming site that I'd never seen before on this wow. show. Wow. <laughs> I did so good. Yeah, for some reason we couldn't find it on the New Japan website, which is a bummer because it, it really is a classic. It's um, somewhere on Billy Billy. Yeah, Billy Billy. <laughs> Who knows what that is? It'll probably be gone tomorrow. We probably hallucinated oh, there's it. So many viruses on my computer now, and I don't care. <laughs> um actually speaking of that, like speaking of the resolution and everything, one thing I did write down during this was like, man, I obviously I wish this was in better quality because it's like in very shitty quality, but I kind of miss that. Um, the light streaks on film, like when they used to film, it lends to the excitement somehow. Yeah. And all of the flash cameras going off and like a big move happens. Like people don't really do that anymore because everybody just has their phone. And like, you miss that excitement of like, a strobe going off like yeah. as Sasuke like does a dive or something and uh it just looks great it, it looks so it cool it makes it feel like a more exciting event and also when you're sort of doing a quick history of someone's career it's a signifier of like you're watching something it feels like you're watching something important yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it has the the vibe of just like a classic you yes. know even if you're even if it's not good but this one is a classic in like every way because it kicks ass <laughs> um it's so good uh it's also like like i said liger is he's kind of big for uh a little guy uh, yeah for he's like as as big as a little guy can be i feel like he's they give his weight in wcw as uh 213 pounds i think which God is damn that is a lot of muscle packed on a frame yeah like that's a pretty beefy little boy <laughs> i assume i'm taller than him yeah i i don't know how tall he is but like they say you know like the the limit for them at that time was 235 pounds so like he's close to being as big as as a junior heavyweight could be back in, even back in the day and now I feel like junior heavyweights are smaller so he's like pretty big but his cardio is fucking on point like he is running around like a madman in this match he does all this crazy stuff um as does Sasuke as always just like two madmen fucking flying out of the ring at each other um but he does all of this stuff and then like he there's this one moment near the end where this match is about 15 minutes long. It's probably about 10 minutes in and he like stops for a second, catches his breath for maybe two breaths and then jumps from the ring straight up to the top turnbuckle. And this is like way into this match. Like he is blown up and he is still doing that. That stuff. should be your opening thing that you do to get a pop. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, I looked it up. He's five, seven. I'm not taller than him. Okay. But, but like, like close. Not by much. Yeah. You're cause you're like and five, six. Right? Are they counting the horns? That's <laughs> right. a really important question. The horns on the wig. Like <laughs> he has a wig attached to his fucking gear. It's crazy. If we are wrong about that, please correct us. But like, it's a wig. we're pretty sure it's a wig. It's like fake. Um, which, by the way, you brought up too. Like your skin must get really gross wrestling in this. You must have like really bad sweat-induced acne. Yeah, I hope he. You know, I hope he's like getting help from Taguchi on that with the face masks and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. like, you know, thirty years of it, you've probably gotten a little pockmarked under there. Yeah, it just doesn't seem good for you at all. You're like, you're like a little baked potato, like yeah. as you wrestle. <laughs> a five foot seven baked potato. A baked potato. Just a little steam. He's his own steamer bag. <laughs> so gross. He's expanding in there too with his little muscles. <laughs> One thing that I noticed about this match that makes it extra crazy too is that like they don't catch each other. <laughs> no, they don't give that? a fuck. It's they're doing all of this insane flippy, uh, you know, junior heavyweight jump to the floor on the other guy stuff, but they're not like. When you when you watch wrestling, it's like you the guys on the ground are the base. And like one of the things you learn when you learn to wrestle is like how to be a good base and how to get landed on and stuff. How to spot. Yeah. And these guys just aren't doing it. <laughs> There's a part like halfway through where Sasuke just like flat bodies on the ground on the cement because Liger just like moves. I always think about like that thing about his head and like how he's constantly breaking it. And it's like, God, you're elected. Yeah, you're an elected <laughs> official. 
There's also a part where he he flips like too far and just like lands in the lap of someone in the front row, which is like very uh, fun. I always love that. Whenever <laughs> I see that at a live show where somebody lands on somebody like that or if they land on the rail, like I talk about it all the time. It was an Evolve show that you weren't at where DJZ landed perfectly on the railing and it was like the most I've ever like it was like a very good serotonin burst. I'm yeah. like, wow, I just saw that. Um, like, I was, well, we were at one where Orange Cassidy did that. Yeah. And, then, and also it was great because it was, or, Orange Cassidy did that, like he did a, a flip and landed seated on the railing. Yeah. And then just put his like hand under his chin, like, ain't I a stinker? And everyone like went nuts and it was very funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I always love that. And it's just like, you know, it's so weird that, for whatever like you can't it's still hard to separate the word junior from this because i would never ever in my like wildest dreams call any of these men junior sure (laughs) (laughs) like i get that it's like you know the classification for like their weight and height and stuff but like it's imagine going up these are grown-ass dumb men (laughs) 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 they're all grown-ass dumb men but like imagine going up to great sasuke and saying hey junior yeah (laughs) how dare you (laughs) there's also a very funny part of this match so it opens like a lot of the opening is uh sasuke doing a series of like arm bars on chushin liger he has his arm in an arm bar and uh there's a part where the ref like you know, the ref is doing the thing that happens when there's a submission hold where he's like trying to ask Liger if he wants to tap out or whatever. But there's a part where he just like bangs on Liger's arm. And it's like, I feel like that's a huge disruption of kayfabe that you're just like, like knocking this arm that's supposed to be on the verge of breaking. Like that's not, that is not appropriate. Ref is on Sasuke's side. <laughs> was trying very, to break him. It was very funny to me. It was just like, <laughs> all right, dude, like pick another strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this match i it it's, it's i'm very glad that you found it thank you for finding it yeah it's really good uh the final full match we watched was uh liger versus hiromu which was really nice because we haven't watched hiromu in a while yeah and this was from best of super juniors 2017 which was the i think the last best of super juniors liger did which he did like 25 of them <laughs> like he did fucking Damn. all of them because he's he's the best like if you're naming your thing best of super juniors like that's who you have to have he's the best super junior he's a super junior congrats to new super junior uh jonathan gresham by the way yeah 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 we're really excited um i don't know when this comes out those may already be underway but uh hot sauce next year yeah next year hot sauce um but he's a great addition to that field um but yeah this is it was great to see hiromu again I can't wait for him to come back. I know. I, I hope him. he's back by this year's. That's yeah. the prevalent rumor, but like, you know, rumors are based on like numbers that Hiromu puts in tweets and he hit his head really hard. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it's, yeah, we're getting kind of close to that as like a, a date, but uh, man, I really, he's so great. <laughs> I cannot wait for him to come back. If there's like a formal announcement of him coming back and it's not a surprise, I think we should like do something around it. Yeah. Like, at least stream or something. I missed like, him so much. He's the best. And this match is the best. And it's like a classic Hiromu match. He does similar to Liger, just like all the moves in the world and has like crazy cardio and is just like jumping around like a madman. Well, the parallel with the Sasuke match too is that like Liger just lets him land on the floor. Yeah. And like, yeah. again, like, you know, we talked so much about Hiromu's disregard for his head that I don't think it's our fault that he like broke his fucking neck. Right. But... Like, he lands hard in this. Yeah. Um, he at least is... So this is... There's a huge time gap between the last stuff we watched with Liger and this. And it's kind of interesting because... So Liger was a 51 or 52 in this match. And you don't really think about it because, like I said, he's entirely covered. So you don't really see him age. Um, and he's having this match with this, like, notoriously reckless dude. But somebody who, like if you're going to pass a torch to a new Japan junior, like this is it, you know? Um, So it's just interesting to see their, their match together after all this time has passed. And like Liger can still go. I mean, he can't go exactly the same as, uh, as Hiromu or as he used to. And to his credit, Hiromu does catch him when he dives out of the ring. Wow. He was responsible. 
Responsible. <laughs> Thank you, Hiromu. Yeah, he's not just letting him land like Sasuke did. I love but, that uh, Hiromu comes out of the ring and it's like, you know, he does this every time with his fucking sketchbook. It's yeah. so funny. This was the first year that Hiromu did the the best of the Super Juniors like yearbook and it's really cute. It's really, really great. I love him. <laughs> Come back. I miss your hair. Yeah. That he's hair, the best. That dye job is so good. Yeah, the, it's it's like you said, classic, classic Hiromu of like, Doing everything, screaming a lot, landing on very the floor, manic, yeah, shaking his head everywhere. But it's really impressive to me that like 51, 52 year old Liger can have a Hiromu match. Like that's really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, I bet you Suzuki could also have a Hiromu match, but it would look weird because that's not his thing. But like, it's just, it's, it's just crazy to watch men of this people, not just men, people of this age do these things at like at a point where you should just be like, you should be training people only. Well, that's yeah. That's what's crazy is like, I mean, Suzuki is also great for his age, but like the fact that Liger can have a high flying juniors match at 51, 52 years old, your knees, buddy. <laughs> it's really crazy. And you know, he's transitioned to like more of the power moves and more stuff like that because he is bigger and he's older and those are easier to do when you, you know, are, have had the wear and tear that he's had. He's had some pretty significant injuries, but, um, he, I feel like he's had to modify his style less than you would guess like less than you would if you watched him in 92 and you were like this guy's going to be wrestling in 30 years what do you think it's going to be like I would not say almost the same (laughs) yeah it's I think Chris Jericho has had to modify more I mean most people have like it's it's, natural yeah it doesn't make sense (laughs) and I wonder too like if I would be more uncomfortable with him doing this kind of shit, if I could see how old he was, you he know what I mean? One hundred percent, insanely uncomfortable. Yeah, because he gets just, like he gets like power bound on the apron and like all I, this shit. We freaked the fuck out when we looked at Tanahashi's knees. Yeah, those are rough. <laughs> those are not. I just Jushin Liger's whole body probably looks like Tanahashi's knees. <laughs> it's probably really bad. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if it were the same suit all the way through? And he's like, finally, I can wash it when he retires. (laughs) Be real gross. (laughs) I love that the mask has fangs. I didn't get to talk about that yet. But the mask having fangs is like such a fun element. It The mask reminds me a lot of... um, It's weird that I'm bringing up India like twice in one episode. But um, when I was in India, they uh, often... At, at least where I was in South India. I think this is a tradition in other parts of South and Southeast Asia, but the ones that were in Tamil Nadu where I was are like a, a very specific style. And um, they're these red, like sort of snarling uh, masks. Yeah. And you you put them, they would often like be on uh, new construction projects or um, outside people's houses, like really nice houses often have one hanging. And what they were for is they were like, this is to ward off the evil eye. Like anybody who's jealous of this is going to like put bad, like, you know, whatever the Hindu word for vibes is on like this, this project or something. So this mask is to ward off the evil eye. It's the same reason they put, um, fake moles on their babies, which is only serves to make them cuter, I think. But they put like little smudges of makeup on their babies faces, um, to replicate moles to be like, I don't want you to know how cute my baby is. Cause you're going to put bad, bad juju on my baby wow as a person born with a mole (laughs) i'm fucking around Um, (laughs) that's what that's what they told me i mean it it does only make them look cute but anyway those red snarling masks to me look a lot like the the liger mask yeah you're right uh and this last thing that we watched is like it's slightly out of chronological order but like just kind of where liger is at now is that he's retiring in what eight months something like that yeah eight nine months but he's got a fun final storyline with the other old man that we've uh referenced on this episode <laughs> is that suzuki wants to retire him early because he's a mean piece of shit because he's a bully as liger bu- says he's a little bastard um, yeah so that's like the current feud which is like very fun and uh yeah liger's like i don't know why he's here like he should just leave new japan so the idea is that they're gonna have a match to like loser leaves new japan type of thing <laughs> and it's interesting because uh we watched the single mma fight that liger ever did which was against suzuki in 2002 for pancrase which was um suzuki's uh mma promotion that he ran um 
And apparently Liger was like a last minute sub for somebody who like got injured and and just kind of stepped in at the last minute. So like, first of all, why would you do that? <laughs> That's insane. Because you like your buddy Suzuki. I guess. it all. Do you like him after he fucking smokes you in three minutes? Because that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer three over five. That extra two is when you true. tear your knee. That's true. Um, but yeah, so they had like, they had a, a Pancrase match in 2002 and uh, it was cool to watch because like we haven't really watched any shoot fighting on the show. No, other than, you know, the firecracker going against Coda's chest, which right. you could argue is a shoot. <laughs> the firecracker is definitely shooting on him. That's for true. Sure. It was shot. It was a pun. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is great. It's weird, though, that it's for, you know, a 15 plus year old match. It's weird that Suzuki then looks older to me than he does now. Yeah. It's because he's still like, he's beefier. He doesn't have like, and that gives you, I don't, he look, and he's wearing white. So he just looks like a grandpa in a diaper. He definitely, I don't know to me if he looks older, but he definitely doesn't look 20 years younger. That's for sure. In this match. And another thing that's really weird about it is that it feels like seeing Liger naked because he's wearing, again, it's supposed to be an MMA fight. And I'd say supposed to, because I know that Pancrase experimented with having some worked matches and some worked elements. So part of me is like, I wonder to what extent this was worked. Maybe it was, but at the same time, it doesn't look worked at all. So I don't know, but in an MMA match, you can't wear Liger gear because you would be at a huge disadvantage because you can't see anything. (laughs) So he has sort of like a streamlined version of the Liger mask on. So it's enough to sort of, hide his face but he can see he can probably see a little bit better um you know his mouth is free his his eyes are, are... he doesn't have the horns but yeah. he has the hair he has a shorter version of the hair I think. yeah and he's wearing trunks and it feels like seeing him naked and it's weird and it like made me uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> well okay so my guess on that is that he was like we can make it a shoot you're probably gonna be you're obviously gonna beat me or but like, can you make it a submission beating? Because I would prefer to not have my face broken. Mm, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is my <laughs> guess. Yeah, um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool to watch just because it's like it's Suzuki being a motherfucker, which is like always great to watch. And uh, he's such a turlet. Yeah, he's a total turlet. <laughs> and it's good. It's good grounding for this like feud that they're having now. You know, like yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and like the feud they're having now, it's. It's sort of perfect, too, in that it's, like, very silly of, like, I'm going to retire you first. Like, he's leaving. Why can't you wait? You're both a million. You're both, like, (laughs) on the way out. Um, Suzuki's wrestling for five more. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I hope he he keeps going. I feel like he's been relegated to, like, the undercard lately, and it makes me worried for his future, but... I love him. I hope he keeps going. I think he's going to be like a PCO in that, like, that guy's dying in the ring. <laughs> and I mean it in a romantic way. Absolutely. And not just in a you smashed your head through a crane machine way. It's interesting, too, like, this feud is very, it kind of goes back to, like, the first thing I ever said to explain wrestling to you, which was a Brian Quimby want the good guy respects wrestling and the bad guy disrespects wrestling like that is so much of what their promos are about this like Liger is like you just fight like anybody can fight that's not what people come for people don't come to watch us fight they come to watch us wrestle and like what people want is for us to wrestle I don't care about you brawling that's not what this is and he says like this is the he he calls the 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 wrestling ring holy and Suzuki then cuts a promo making fun of him for that <laughs> and it's like no this is a place where you come to die because I kill you <laughs> like that kind of uh, shit that's like the it's ad- great that's the rift between like you know the people who analyze it like us sometimes and the guys who have spreadsheets for what they feel is the hardest match ever right <laughs> right they're it's, not listening <laughs> it's very good um I I'm really looking forward to whatever happens with that. And, uh, yeah, man, what a, what a career. I'm really glad that we got to do this because obviously, you know, I have a different understanding of Liger now because, you know, when you're so, so new to this and you know, like three guys, you, you see this wacky guy in a wacky costume come out and your, your westernized brain says like, oh, this is like crazy Japanese stuff. It's like watching a Japanese talk show or like, you know, just like the way that their culture is different from ours. And like, you know, like my, my rooting of Japanese culture 
was like basically you know that game show where they had to find the thing that was made out of chocolate a classic a classic i love it i love that gift so much <laughs> and like i knew i was a fan of like p lander z and stuff right uh and if you if you don't know who they are they're sort of half austin based punk band yeah they're they're great they're a fun uh japanese punk band that wears costumes that look kind of similar to to liger's costumes yeah they're they're sort of like the second step in your evolution from like the aquabats and then to p lander z Sure, yeah, is, yeah, in my opinion. Um, but like, so to like have this like better understanding of this character and know that it's not just like this cartoon shy- sideshow that has been brought out, or like right. that he's he's so fucking good, and I and I love, and I'm so happy that I have this deeper understanding now. Yeah, I mean, because now, like, if you watch, if you started watching New Japan in the last couple of years and you weren't kind of doing your research, it's like, okay, he's in he's in the opening matches with the Young Lions a lot, like with the other old guys, like with Tiger Mask and with Hama and like with those people. So like you don't necessarily get a sense of how important he is he's- to the history of this art form because he's just like he's a, an old timer wrestling the rookies. And like those matches aren't typically given top billing. Like they're they're openers. So uh I think like most people who are interested in this stuff do know how important he is but um hopefully this can serve as a primer for you to go back and look at uh some of his earlier stuff if you're a more recent fan yeah and it's yeah it's not that i didn't know he was important especially in the sure, past yeah, like, yeah. year and a half but it's like having that now is just it's so wonderful and it's such a privilege yeah but anyway i think that's our liger episode yeah uh thanks so much for listening if you are craving more wrestlesplania content oh uh, boy <laughs> we have a patreon patreon.com slash wrestlesplania um we have a lovely discord for our patreon subscribers that is a really great place to talk about wrestling and uh i really enjoy it so that is with any tier you get access to that discord um five dollars or above you get access to minimum two full-length bonus episodes a month uh we also have higher tiers where you can kind of give some more input on what we watch uh for each episode and uh yeah so check that out um i have two other podcasts as well what a time to be alive which is about uh funny weird news stories every week and lie cheat and steal which is about liars frauds thieves and bullshitters i think by the time this comes out my tour will be over so thank you for coming to see me do stand up in new england and buying the rest of our shirts from cat oh yeah i will probably have some shirts that you have bought um and we also we have two producers on the show one is the lovely uh producer nate who is currently upstairs editing our maki episode i believe so but we also have a west coast producer who is uh LB Hunk Tears, and they are currently covering WWE for fanbite.com. And they have also launched a personal Patreon for Hunkology, which, if you want to support that, is patreon.com slash hunk tears. As for me in the final plugs section, I made a documentary about gerrymandering with my dad in Pennsylvania. We will be screening it in North Carolina May 18th. This may come out after that. Uh, but if you want to watch it yourself, you can stream it at lineinthestreet.com. And thank you so much. So much and we love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.